What makes a seemingly ordinary person turn into a brutal killer? This is a question we often find ourselves asking when confronted with chilling tales of violence and murder. Today, we delve into one such story, a story that shocked a community and left a lasting impact on the lives of many. In the late 90s, the college town of College Station, Texas, was rocked by two brutal murders. Jamie Glenda Hart, a vibrant college student, was found brutally murdered in May of 1999. A year later, Carolyn Casey, another student from the same town, was killed in a hauntingly similar manner. These horrifying events sent shockwaves through their community, a place where such violent acts were far from the norm. Imagine a tight-knit community where everyone knows everyone, where the idea of locking doors at night seems unnecessary. Suddenly, the unthinkable happens. A bright young woman is found brutally murdered, her dreams and aspirations cut short in the most horrific way. The community is left in a state of shock and disbelief. How could this happen here? Who could do such a thing? A year later, the nightmare repeats. Another young woman, another brutal murder. The similarities between the two cases are too striking to ignore. The community is once again left reeling, their sense of security shattered. Feelings of fear and mistrust start to creep in, and the once peaceful town is now a place of fear and suspicion. As we delve into this chilling tale, remember, not everything is what it seems. The seemingly peaceful surface often hides dark secrets, and it's our job to uncover them. Who was responsible for these heinous crimes? Was it a stranger or someone they knew? What drove them to commit such horrific acts of violence? And most importantly, could it have been prevented? These are the questions we'll be exploring as we delve deeper into the unsolved mystery of the murders of Jamie Glenda Hart and Carolyn Casey. Join us as we attempt to unravel the threads of this chilling story. As we delve into this chilling tale, remember not everything is what it seems. Jamie Glenda Hart and Carolyn Casey were more than just victims. They were vibrant, living souls with dreams and aspirations. Jamie, a native of College Station, Texas, was a promising college student. Her focus was on her studies and her dreams of making a difference in the world. She was a beacon of light in her community, known for her infectious laughter and kind heart. Her friends fondly remember her as a ray of sunshine, always keen to lend a helping hand. Carolyn, on the other hand, was an ambitious young woman with a zest for life. Originally from a small town, she moved to College Station with the hope of expanding her horizons. She was a lover of the arts, a passion she hoped to turn into a career someday. Her personality was magnetic, drawing people towards her with her vivacious spirit and captivating smile. Their untimely deaths sent shockwaves through their families and the community. Jamie's family was left grappling with the loss of their loving daughter and sister, while Carolyn's family was left to mourn the loss of their beacon of strength and courage. Their friends were left with voids in their hearts, their laughter silenced, and their dreams shattered. It's important to remember that Jamie and Carolyn were more than just names in a crime report. They were individuals with dreams, aspirations, and a love for life. They were daughters, they were friends, they were students, they were young women who had their lives ahead of them, lives that were tragically cut short. Their loss was not just a personal tragedy for those who knew them, but a loss for the community and the world. They were vibrant souls who had so much to offer, so much potential, so much love to give. They were robbed of their futures, and in turn, we were robbed of their contributions to our world. Their lives were abruptly ended, leaving behind a void that can never be filled. Every murder leaves a trail and it was up to the investigators to follow it. When the College Station Police Department arrived at the scene of Jamie Glenda Hart's murder, 
they were confronted with a chilling sight. A young woman, her life abruptly and brutally ended, left them a puzzle that they were determined to solve. The initial investigation was painstaking, and the detectives left no stone unturned. They combed through the crime scene, collected forensic evidence, and interviewed potential witnesses. The clues led them down various paths, some promising, others leading to dead ends. The discovery of a similar crime a year later added a new layer of complexity to the investigation. Carolyn Casey, another college student, was found murdered in an eerily similar manner. The parallels between the two cases were hard to ignore. Both victims were young, promising students. Both had been brutally assaulted before their lives were cruelly snuffed out. A comparison of the forensic evidence from both crime scenes pointed to a chilling reality. The same person was responsible for both murders. This revelation led the investigators down a new path. They were now hunting for a serial killer, a predator who was lurking in their community, preying on young women. The pressure was mounting. The investigators knew they had to act swiftly before the perpetrator struck again. They followed every lead, interrogated every suspect, and analyzed every piece of evidence. The community was on edge and the investigators were racing against the clock. The pieces of the puzzle were slowly coming together, but the picture was far from complete. The investigation was far from over. The detectives knew they were dealing with a cunning adversary, one who had managed to elude capture, but they were not deterred. They were determined to bring the perpetrator to justice to ensure that no other young woman would fall victim to this ruthless predator. In every investigation, there comes a point when everything clicks and the fog of confusion lifts. This moment arrived for the investigators in the form of an individual, Yenobi Matthews. A shadowy figure, Matthews was soon to become the central piece in this horrifying jigsaw puzzle. All the scattered pieces of evidence, the seemingly unrelated incidents, began to form a gruesome pattern with Matthews at its core. The investigators' tireless efforts were finally bearing fruit. The link between the brutal murders of Jamie Glenda Hart and Carolyn Casey was established, and it led straight to Matthews. But how did they get there? How did they untangle this web of violence and fear? It was a combination of dogged police work, forensic science, and perhaps most crucially, the courage of other victims coming forward. Matthews was linked to at least six more sexual assaults. The grim pattern that emerged was undeniable, and the police were able to connect the dots. Piecing together the timelines, the locations, and the modus operandi, the investigators constructed a case against Matthews. It wasn't easy. It was like trying to complete a puzzle in the dark. But with each new piece, the picture became clearer, and the face of a monster began to emerge from the shadows. The discovery of Matthews' involvement was the breakthrough that the investigation needed. It was the turning point, the moment when the fog lifted and the path became clear. But it was also the moment when the true horror of the crimes came into focus. The realization that one man was responsible for such a wave of violence was chilling. And so the investigators pressed on, driven by a grim determination. They had their breakthrough. They had their suspect. Now they needed to build a case to ensure that justice would be served for Jamie and Carolyn. But as they say, the devil is in the details. This breakthrough was just the beginning. The real challenge lay in the meticulous work ahead, sifting through the evidence, establishing the links, and building a case that would stand up in court. The fight for justice was far from over. Behind every crime, there is a perpetrator. In this case, it was Inobi Matthews. Inobi Matthews, a name that would become synonymous with terror in College Station, Texas. 
His background is not one of notable distinction, which makes the heinous crimes he committed all the more chilling. A seemingly ordinary man, Matthews was capable of extraordinary brutality. Born and raised in Texas, Matthews led a life that was, by all accounts, inconspicuous. His neighbors, acquaintances, and even those who knew him more intimately, would later express shock at the revelations about his criminal activities. It's a chilling reminder that monsters often hide in plain sight, behind the facade of normalcy. Matthews wasn't just linked to the brutal murders of Jamie Glenda Hart and Carolyn Casey, but to a series of sexual assaults, a total of at least six, further cementing his reputation as a predator. Each assault was a testament to his escalating audacity and a grim hint of the violence he was capable of. His modus operandi was disturbingly consistent. He targeted young women, often college students like Jamie and Carolyn, exploiting their vulnerability. His attacks were not impulsive, rather, they were calculated, planned with chilling precision. It's a horrifying thought that such a man could exist, could walk among us, undetected. But it's a reality we must confront. For it's only by acknowledging these hard truths that we can hope to prevent such atrocities in the future. Despite the horrific nature of his crimes, Matthews showed no remorse. His chilling indifference to the pain and suffering he inflicted is a testament to the depths of his depravity. For Matthews was not just a criminal, but a man who reveled in his crimes, who derived twisted satisfaction from the terror he instilled in his victims. Enobi Matthews was a man who had chosen a path of violence and terror. His name and his legacy are a stark reminder of the evil that can lurk beneath the surface of the ordinary, of the monsters that can hide behind the masks of the mundane. The wheel of justice turns slowly, but it grinds exceedingly fine. In the courtroom, the atmosphere was thick with anticipation. The man in the dock, Yenobi Matthews, was the focal point of all eyes. The evidence was compelling, the details of the crimes heinous. The prosecution presented a case that was chilling in its detail. They laid out the brutal murders of Jamie Glenda Hart and Carolyn Casey, painting a picture of a man who had not only taken these young women's lives, but had done so in a manner that was deeply disturbing. Eyewitness testimonies, forensic evidence, and the chilling correlations between the two murders formed the backbone of their case. Matthew's defense, on the other hand, was a desperate attempt to sow seeds of doubt. They questioned the forensic evidence, citing potential contamination. They pointed to the lack of direct eyewitnesses to the actual murders. They even attempted to cast aspersions on the victim's character, a move that met with swift rebuke from the judge. Yet the defense's efforts did little to sway the jury. The evidence was too overwhelming, the crimes too horrific. After a long and grueling trial, the jury returned with their verdict. Matthews was found guilty on all counts. The sentencing phase was equally swift. For the murder of Carolyn Casey, Matthews was sentenced to death. For Jamie Glenda Hart's murder, he received a life sentence. The judge's voice was steady and resolute as he delivered the sentence, leaving no room for doubt. Justice, though delayed, had been served. Justice may have been served, but it couldn't bring back what was lost. The echoes of the gavel striking down still lingered in the courtroom, a stark reminder of the irrevocable damage caused by Matthew's actions. Two bright lives had been extinguished, leaving behind a void that no amount of justice could ever fill. Every story has an aftermath, a time to reflect on what has happened and why. The aftermath of the brutal murders of Jamie Glenda Hart and Carolyn Casey was a time of deep reflection for the community of College Station, Texas. The breathtaking savagery of the crimes shook the town to its core, casting a long shadow over the lives of the residents. 
The families of Jamie and Carolyn were left to grapple with the unbearable pain of their loss, their lives forever marred by the senseless violence that stole their loved ones away. These families were not alone in their grief. The entire community mourned with them, forever changed by the tragic events that unfolded in the late 90s. The atmosphere in College Station was heavy with sorrow, a palpable sense of loss hanging in the air. The town was left grappling with the harsh reality that such darkness had found a home in their midst. In January of 2004, the perpetrator, Yenobi Matthews, was executed for his heinous crimes. The execution marked an ending of sorts, a grim conclusion to a tale of unfathomable violence. Yet, for the families of Jamie and Carolyn, it was a bitter form of justice. Matthews' death did not bring back their daughters, their sisters, their friends. It did not erase the pain, the heartbreak, the empty spaces at the dinner table. Matthews' execution was met with a mixed bag of reactions. For some, it was a relief, a sign that justice had been served. For others, it was a stark reminder of the two young lives tragically cut short. The execution did not bring closure. It simply marked the end of one chapter in a horrifying narrative that had forever changed the fabric of the community. The aftermath of the murders of Jamie Glenda Hart and Carolyn Casey was a period of painful reflection and profound sadness. It was a time when a community came together to mourn, to heal, and to remember two vibrant young women whose lives were cruelly snatched away. While the case was closed, the scars remain. In the end, a question lingers echoing in the silence. The tragic stories of Jamie Glenda Hart and Carolyn Casey raise a chilling question that has perplexed psychologists, criminologists, and society at large. Why would someone choose to harm others in the pursuit of sexual activity when there are countless ways to find willing and consenting partners? However, the answer to this question is far from straightforward. It's a complex web of psychological aspects, societal factors, and personal circumstances. Some theories suggest that such heinous acts are driven by a twisted need for power and control rather than sexual desire. Others argue that these individuals may have experienced trauma or abuse in their own lives, leading them to inflict similar pain on others. Ongoing research in the field of forensic psychology is working to unravel these complicated threads. It delves into the minds of criminals like Enobi Matthews, attempting to understand the motivations behind their actions. This knowledge is not just academic. It's critical for preventative measures, for the development of effective rehabilitation programs, and for the safety of our communities. Yet, despite the progress being made, we're still far from a comprehensive understanding. The human mind remains a vast, uncharted landscape, and the reasons behind such brutal crimes are buried deep within its darkest corners. But that's no reason to stop asking the question or seeking the answer. It's only by shedding light on these dark corners that we can hope to prevent such tragedies from happening again. Why would someone choose to harm people for sexual activity when they could find a willing participant? I encourage you to start a conversation in the comments below.